We are back again with podcast two of this Mental Skills 101. We're going to be talking about imagery and visualization. You know, kind of we, we talked about mindfulness in the last one, this one, something a little different. So I'm Max Burvey, senior on the men's alpine ski team, and here I am with Rachel Walker yet again. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. So question one I have is, uh, is imagery and visualization as easy as it seems? Why would an athlete use this skill? How have you used imagery in your athletic and professional psychological career, personal or for other athletes? Oh, so that I feel like that's more than one question, Max. <laughs> that was more. It's yeah. That was a part A, B, and C. But it's okay. Whatever. We'll we'll go through it. We'll You'll break it down. Right. Yeah. You're the doctorate. <laughs> that's true. Uh, okay. Well, I think often when we think about imagery and visualization, sometimes it can feel you know, like I should know how to do it or it should be easy. And, and the thing is, is it actually can be quite challenging if you've never really sat down to do it before. And, and that's okay. Um, it's just like with any skill, the more you practice it, the easier it'll be um, over time, right? And so there's all sorts of uses for imagery or visualization. And, and I'll just highlight a few here. When we think about mastery imagery, so mastery, you want to master a skill. You're imagining that you're performing that skill in like the best way possible. Uh, and then there's anticipation and preparation imagery. You're imagining adversity happening and you overcoming that adversity um, and how you respond to it, right? How do you move past it? There's also imagery that you can do to increase your confidence, which I think is often helpful for athletes. There's also um, imagery that you can do if you're injured and rehabbing. So, you know, you asked for an example, and I'm going to pop one in here in this section. Um, when I was an athlete, I, as a skier, I got injured quite a bit. Um, and you know, you crash at high speeds. It's not fun. We were just talking about this earlier and you can walk away with a lot of bruise and, and worst case scenario, you know, you blow your knee, you break something. And I've had a lot of broken bones <laughs> and some concussions and, uh, you know, torn ligaments and a blown knee. Um, and actually that's when I first saw, saw a sports psychologist was when I, I blew my ACL and I did a lot of imagery about my injury. Um, so with my knee, really, you know, imagining that the, the ligament is healing, that the ligament is strong. And, um, you know, imagining that my muscles are regaining the strength and imagining and then with that you know I was out for a period of time off the hill and I I did a lot of mental imagery work on my skis and and um skiing you know different courses and I would imagine myself racing and re being really fast and winning and um you know, I, I mentioned that because I think it's really important. I'm going to talk about the mind-body connection here, and I'm going to drop the research bomb again. But there's a lot of research that shows that muscles are actually firing 
when you're doing the imagery exercises. So what that means is you could be doing imagery, your muscles are firing, and you're actually tricking your brain into thinking that it's something you've done hundreds of times when in fact you're just sitting on the couch doing the imagery in your mind. So if we go back to when I was injured doing the imagery, when I returned to the hill, I, it was like I barely left. Now there were some skills that you know got a little rusty, but I was way better off than where I would have been had I not done the imagery. Yeah, absolutely. I think something I've been told recently was like in the off season, you know, it's not always easy to ski in the summer. Yeah. But I started like last summer, I took the time to like, just think like maybe right before bed, like I'm just gonna go ski a course in my head real quick. I don't know, wherever it is, sunny day out. And it, I did that, you know, every day and it felt, it felt like it, it would just come easier for me every single time I'd do that. Mm-hmm. And then when I got on snow, I was like, a little less awkward for the first time (laughs) yeah i just think i think you know even if it's not for injury but whatever it is i think it's just cool yeah so the the other piece here is it's it's a skill that we can train as athletes but i also now that i'm not a ski racer i use it in other areas of my life right so um like for instance the planning or the anticipation and preparation imagery if I'm going into a new environment, whether that be at work or say you're maybe you're a student prepping for some some interviews that are coming up, you can imagine that, right? Like you can sort of anticipate maybe how it's going to feel sitting in that seat, and you know the interviewer is um, shooting some questions at you, and yeah. and how are you going to manage that? I think. You can even think about like you know your emotions in that in that mm-hmm. situation too because you know they shoot you a question are you gonna be nervous yeah probably yeah so I don't know maybe preparing for that is gonna be helpful and you're not gonna be able to choke you're not gonna choke on your own words you're gonna be able to handle it definitely so I think that's how athletes do great things in life yeah so well thank you for that let's go on to question two okay that sounds um, great so how how do you do it <laughs> right. What is something you should focus on when you're visualizing and, and even how do these things relate to things like confidence and anxiety reduction? Sure. Yeah. I mean, so uh, let me say, I think a lot of our mental skills 101 topics can impact different areas, right? So, you know, positive self-talk can, Im- oh, hint, hint, that might be the next one. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> That can impact confidence. Mindfulness training can impact confidence. Imagery can impact confidence, right? Like we can target different uh, sort of characteristics that we want to improve by doing different mental skills. But to go back to your question, um, there's different ways that you can practice imagery. you want to decide first what you're using it for, right? So I mentioned the different types of imagery. You want to decide how you're going to use it. Are you trying to perfect a certain skill? Are you trying to increase your confidence? Are you using it for imagery? Are you using it to prep you for an important race and kind of have that, um, if this happens, then I know how I'm going to overcome that adversity, right? So first decide how you're going to use it. Um, and then when you're first starting out, 
it's often helpful to start with a script. So we call them guided imagery scripts, pretty creative name. Um, and just like with meditations or guided um, mindfulness training, you can look up different sessions on YouTube and practice that way. And another way is to write your own script. Now, here's what I would say, that can be hard. So we at PHP are skilled in that and we would love to you know, set up an appointment with you if you're interested in learning more about imagery or any mental skill. Um, but with imagery, we can help you, you know, kind of develop your own script and then you record it. And when you record it, you just listen back to your own voice um, to help you with that. Um, so when we're thinking about imagery itself, it's really important that you wanna, you wanna create as vivid of an image as possible. Um, and you know, I alluded to the, or I talked through the five senses in how that's helpful with bringing your attention back to the present moment. The five senses is really helpful in imagery also because it, it's those things that are gonna help create that vividness and that vivid picture. The other thing you want to do is decide what perspective works best for you. So do you want to be inside your body and viewing it from the perspective that you would like for you instance, for you, for instance, Max, going down the hill? Or do you want to be more of like a helicopter view, that external view of you going down the hill? Um, you know, the research is out on that one. It kind of is more about what you think would be more beneficial for you. So that's like a stylistic thing. It's definitely a personal preference, I yeah. think. I, I've tried both. You know, I see one way I, I, I do it in the first person. I like it not as much as I like if there was a bird or like a drone following me. Yeah. I like that. I can see my body. Yeah. And I like that drone. Of, yeah. But to go back on the other senses, I think it's huge to think about like it's not just being in that moment like visually it's like thinking the the hot the hot turf through my cleats mm -hmm. uh the smell of the turf the the sound of the, the crowd whatever it is yeah. the cold air on my face all those senses the nervousness the feel like the, mm -hmm. the anxiety like the the shakes or the, you know, the the sweaty palms whatever it is i think it's all all important to put in that visualization yes and and as you're building the script the other piece is um really incorporating some some key words that if you're an athlete that wants to get amped up for the performance then you're going to have some really strong powerful key words in your script that are going to get you fired up if you're an athlete that and we'll speak more to this in the next one but um, kind of is more of the Zen athlete is what I call it. As far as your energy level, maybe you have some keywords in there that are more calming. Um, and, and so the words as you record the script are also important. And then once you listen to the recording over a period of time, you're building that mental muscle and it should feel like the imagery becomes easier. And eventually you're, you'll probably feel like you, you may not need the recording. I know some athletes still like to use the recording even though their mental muscle is really strong. Um, so that's also a preference. Uh, as far as where to do it, when to do it, um, you know, it, it, some of that depends on the type of imagery. 
Uh, it can be helpful to find a quiet space if you have it, sit or lay in a comfortable position and focus your attention on the recording and the images. But also, you know, if you're incorporating the imagery as part of your pre-performance routine, that might not be possible. So if you mm -hmm. can just find a, a quiet corner or a space like for you in the start gate, right? Like um, in the in the starting area trying to walk off by yourself and do the imagery um yeah. somewhere where there's not going to be anyone disturbing you but there's tons of benefits to it right yeah. so i've spoken to a few but i'll just rattle off some more um it helps you to learn different skills you can practice improving your performance you can solve uh different technique problems like if you're trying to change your technique you can use imagery for that learn or practice different strategies Again, you can control and work with your arousal and um, your physiological responses. So if you get, um, well, we'll talk some more about the, the appropriate range for you as far as energy level in the next, in the fourth podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, recovering from injury again, and then also increasing your motivation and confidence. If you're having a hard time showing up to practice or, or just bringing it day in and day out, you can use imagery for that as well as self-talk. And we'll do that one next time. Um, but essentially like if imagery is done right, it can have many different benefits to your performance. Oh, I absolutely agree. And I think, you know, it's a lot to unpack, so it's important to, you know, even, you know, just go to PHP and see just for the performance side of things. Like, yeah, let's try it. Give me some. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's do some quick do's and don'ts. Do's and don'ts. All right. Do practice, 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 right? Like any mental skill, you know, you're, you're physically practicing in order to build the tool. Um, you've got to practice it. You do want to record a detailed script uh, about something you want to prepare for. And again, we can help you with that if you're struggling with that. What you don't want to do is just try not to get discouraged if you aren't able to control the mental images at first. Uh, if it's hard to pull up the mental image, if it's hard to make it really vivid with all the five senses, that's okay, right? Um, be kind to yourself as you're navigating that because it can take time. Just like any new skill, it can take time. Well, thank you. And uh, let's finish up with a, a quick quote here. The purpose of visualization is insight, not pictures. Rachel, thank you for joining me. Thank you.